from the Library of Congress in Washington, D.C. Welcome to America Works, interviews with contemporary workers throughout the United States, collected by the library's American Folklife Center as part of its Occupational Folklife Project. This is AFC staff folklorist Nancy Gross, and this America Works podcast features excerpts from a longer interview with Bill Hatch, a family farmer and the owner of Zephaniah Farm Vineyard in Leesburg, Virginia. He was interviewed by folklorist Kim Stryker as part of her Archie Green Fellowship Project to document winery workers throughout the state of Virginia. The flourishing vineyards and growing winemaking industry in Virginia is a fairly recent development. During his interview, Hatch talks about how he transformed his multi-generational family beef farm into a successful winery. Uh, We got out of dairy farming in 1986, uh, and now I tell everybody that it was a bad business to be in. Uh, it's a commodity. Mm-hmm. Uh, my milk goes with, went with everybody else's milk and uh, sold at the store for whatever the U.S. government kind of set the support price or less. And uh, so we got out in 86 and we wandered in the woods for a few years trying to figure out what to do and we took up beef cattle but I realized that that would not sustain the family farm. So <clears throat> I was interested in grapes and wine, but I found that wine was extremely intimidating, and uh, my family thought I was insane to even think about growing wine, and they told me that. So in 2001, my daughter Emily, uh, Tremaine's older sister, was in school, and she went to a semester abroad up in Altardige, up in Sutero in Italy, up in the Alps. I had to visit her. She was living in a barn and studying in a castle. It was a great experience for her and for me to visit her. So on a visit in March in 2001, um, I had a conversation on a Sunday evening with Zitzo, who was her professor of agricultural archaeology. Yeah, and. uh, that was a study of how farming was carried out 1,100 years ago in the Middle Ages. Wow. And, uh, so in this conversation, we talked about grapes and wine, which are extensively grown in And I said, Zito, I would love to grow wine in Virginia, but maybe it's beyond a dairy farmer from Virginia to grow this magnificent beverage. And Zito looked at me and said, Bill, it's farming. Just plant the damn grapes. <laughs> light bulb went off and we planted a thousand vines the next year and uh, that was now 16 years ago. So you really moved on it. He told you and you got up and did it. Oh yeah, the next year planted a thousand vines. Spring break had my twin daughters and my son and my wife all out digging holes, planting holes. We had a crop in year two. It was a dairy farm. Uh, It was a field close to the barn and the adage in the dairy business is the manure goes in the fields closest to the barn because you have to haul manure every day. So we made uh, experimental wine for family use until 2007 and my wife said, you're spending all your time and all your money doing this, you need to get a license. So we did, we got a license in 2007 and 
that was the first vintage we produced legally, commercially, and uh, it turned out pretty well. Um, well, I grew up in a 200-year-old home, brick home in Leesburg, and um, we opened a tasting room in 2009 in that 200-year-old home. And so the home was already there. It really didn't take much alteration at all. Mm -hmm. and, uh, it also involved, I mean, the kind of the changes that took place was in 2009 we opened a tasting room with a bar, which is what everybody else seemed like they were having mm -hmm. to do, was a bar. And then I visited Oregon in 2009 and uh, went to a vineyard called Stoller Vineyard run by Bill Stoller, who had grown up on a turkey farm, kind of similar to dairy farming. Mm -hmm. And uh, we went into their winery and Bill Stoller has actually his employees said, have a seat and we're going to bring the wine to you. And so my wife and I looked at each other and said, we need to do this. So oh. We have seated tastings now, it's kind of our signature. Event is seated tastings in the 200 year old home. And so, um, what what surprised you about the transition from dairy and cattle to being a wine grower? More fun. More fun? Yeah, more fun. And I'm having more fun than I've ever had. Um, really? Uh, it is the same land. Family farm was originally 400 acres, and uh, my wife and I bought. 27 acres in the 200-year-old home from my family. Okay. I mentioned they thought I was crazy. They did not want to join me in the effort. So we are growing the grapes and my brother is using all the rest of the farm for beef. Right. Yeah. And um, so you haven't been able to convince him that wine is the way to go? Uh, interesting uh, relationship. Uh, my brother and I get along pretty well, but um, he will very frequently say, wine business is different than the beef business. Wineries have a lot more income. And yes, <laughs> they do. Mm -hmm. A lot more expenses, a lot more income. Yeah. 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 Uh, in Virginia, there were 56 wineries in 2000, and now there are 280 some wineries in Virginia. People ask all the time, well, is it the land? And I really have to be honest and say, no, it's not really the land. There's a lot of good land in North Carolina and Maryland and West Virginia. It's because in Virginia, the governors and the legislature enacted this uh, new bill called the Farm Winery Act in 1980. And so the governors and legislature actually voted in funds for Virginia Tech. And that's why we're here today, right. as a Virginia Tech. And the research they've done, the research effort uh, and promotion effort in our neighboring states is not as good as it is in Virginia. Uh, we have a saying in Loudoun County, homes grow very well on the soil in Loudoun County, right. but houses are the last crop that will grow. I think that the market in Loudoun County, a little hyperbole, is the best market in the world. You think about the demographics and the percentage of people who drink wine. Right. We have other areas that produce more wine, but not the demographics that support right. that in, in our county. 
Uh, 20% of adult Americans drink wine once a week. And in the Washington area, I think that's probably more like 50% of the adult population drink wine once a week. And I would say maybe two or three times a week. Very <laughs> <laughs> true. Yeah, it's a low, low bar. Yeah. <laughs> Succession is very important, and I'm just so happy that my family, my son and my daughter, are very interested in doing this. And dairy farming is a great family business, and you get to talk to your neighbors maybe once a week or maybe once a month because there's not much interchange um, socially. Mm -hmm. And in the wine business, you're talking to customers every day that they come in to taste your wine, and nobody ever asked me about milk and how what vintage it was and <laughs> how did you make it. Nobody ever said, I love your milk. Uh, but in the wine business, people say, I love your wine. That's a great word. You've been listening to Bill Hatch, a farmer, winery worker, and the owner of Zephaniah Farm Vineyard in Leesburg, Virginia, talk about his experiences in his region's growing wine industry. He was interviewed by folklorist Kim Stryker as part of the American Folklife Center Occupational Folklife Project. To hear the complete interview with Mr. Hatch, as well as in-depth interviews with other Virginia winery owners, please visit www.loc.gov forward slash folklife, or just search online for the Occupational Folklife Project. This is folklorist Nancy Gross. On behalf of the American Folklife Center, thank you for listening to America Works. This has been a presentation of the Library of Congress. Visit us at loc.gov.